five, four, three, two, one. You already know who it is, Files. Disease Ansari, Dank Scorpio, Pariah Carey, Edible Scissorhands. Hey, guy who I recently saw on Instagram rank Spider-Man 3 two full places higher than Zack Snyder's Justice League in his top 100 superhero movies of all time. Fuck you. We're done here. Over and out, filmed up both on Instagram. You suck how fucking dare you spider-man 3 with the black suit and the dance are people off their fucking tits what's going on over here punkadella files we have got a lot to get to tonight so i want to just let you know very quickly before we jump into everything here tonight there are now so many ways you can get involved with the show number one if you're listening on spotify please make sure you're subscribed and also rate the podcast five stars if you haven't already from right there in the episode bio i think pretty much on every platform you'll also see the option to send voice messages to the show send your voice messages in get those included in the show then don't forget to also look up linktree forward slash punkadelic podcast that's where you can find all of the listen links uh, don't forget that punkadelic podcast is now available absolutely everywhere you get podcasts spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Castbox, pocket cast or ss feeds overcast bullhorn castro player fm podcast addict pod bean pod hero and many more anywhere you get your podcasts essentially also on linktree you'll be able to find our buy me a beer where you can support the podcast support the financial goals here of trying to get a second microphone and start to have guests on the show also join us on reddit where you can cross post stuff and be have that included in the show send me videos send me links i also populate the feed over there with all of the crazy shit that i see on my personal reddit look out for that check us out on letterboxd also where you'll find all of the movies that we've been watching here at punkadelic headquarters I think that's about it. I think that's all the ways, all the things. Get involved with the show as much as you want. This can be a two-way conversation. And then, here's what it is tonight, people. Mukbangs. That's the topic tonight. Mukbangs. No, I don't know. No, I don't know either. But I read this article about it the other day, and I was like, surely not. Surely, surely, surely not. No. So here we go. What is mukbang? Inside the viral Korean YouTube food trend. In Korea, and now the US, people are watching strangers eat large quantities of food on YouTube, and many of the top stars are earning big bucks each month. What? Come off it like. For years, people have been heading to YouTube to spend upwards of 60 minutes at a time to watch strangers consume 4,000 or more calories in one sitting. Not only that, many of these viewers are paying to indulge in this binge-viewing, binge-eating privilege. Today, this viral trend is only growing in the US. What does mukbang mean? It's called mukbang, pronounced mukbang. No, 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 it's pronounced mukbang, mate. Thank you very much, okay? I think I know mukbang and how it's pronounced when I see it. I'm from Newry, thank you very much. And it translates to eating broadcast in South Korea, where professional mukbangers, no, you see, it doesn't work, where professional mukbangers can make up to 10 grand a month 10 grand what? 10 grand US? Get the fuck out of here. 
not including sponsorships from food and drink brands. Simon Stosky, a Canadian blogger who co-founded Eat Your Kimchi, moved to South Korea in 2008. Mukbanging came onto his radar in 2014, but it wasn't until 2015 that it became the kind of phenomenon that crosses continents. In Korea, it's not common for people to go out to eat by themselves, Stosky told Today Food in 2018. Dining is a social activity, and you don't sit and eat alone. For those that can't eat with others, they'll more than likely stay home to eat alone, but they'll still have the urge to socialise while eating, which is what I think mukbangers replicate. Why do people watch mukbang? A big part of the mukbanging experience is the potential ASMR component. ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, and people who experience this phenomenon claim they have received immense pleasure from watching or listening to everyday habits like whispering, hair brushing, folding clothes, and more. ASMR artists such as American YouTuber Trisha Pettis often perform in videos with food, and sounds like slurping, chewing, crunching, and many other noises emitted while eating give many devotees the tingles. For mukbang fans like Sammy Bosch, who admits she initially thought watching and listening to other people eat was weird, it's almost hypnotic. Hmm. I'm not into this. Like, when is somebody going to mention that there is a fucking dirty fucking sex component to this? That's what I just can't wait. This is just like... It's like the opening rounds of a cult documentary, right? It's like, mukbanging was just gaining popularity on YouTube when all of a sudden, they all fucking poison the noodles, you know? And then next thing you know, there's fucking 70 of them dead. All the kids have been bucked silly. You don't know what's going to happen next. Like, okay, let's just get back into it. But all right, but like culty, culty vibes, okay? Mukbang. Mukbang, no, just... I just keep trying it out and it doesn't feel right to me. Mukbang. It just, it just works in my accent. I'm sorry. Listen, Hollywood, hire me when you write the movie. Mukbang. I'll teach fucking whoever it's going to be. Affleck. Listen, Ben. Mukbang. Mukbang. Mukbang! I prefer the seafood, crab and ramen videos, Bosch told today in 2018, who credits the videos for helping curb her hunger and relieve her stress. While watching others eat rich food, you can fantasize that you are eating it. For me, I associate food with pleasure. Oi, oi, matron, hello, yes, a nod's a good wink to a blind man, what? So, watching these videos makes me feel happy. Yeah, I bet it does. I'm fucking soaking, dirtbird. It's people like Bosch and celebrities like Lisa Rinna's model daughters who are admitting to watching mukbang on this season's The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Alright, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. Who keep mukbangers like Christy Caston in business. Caston, a Texas native, is the host of Yummy Bites TV, an ASMR slash mukbang YouTube channel where she claims she makes twice as much money as she made working working in a 9-to-5. I mukbang every day, Caston told today, and I make a comfortable living from it. Well, how can you be comfortable eating 4,000 calories a fucking day, like? What? Are these people winding up dead? What's going on here? I'm not hearing about the seedy underbelly of this. I want to know what the problems are. I want to hear about the fucking child trafficking, the raping. What is going on here? There has to be. Uh, you can't just have people eating 4,000 calories on camera. Thousands of people enjoying it and then getting paid for it. And there not be fucking serious psychological harm being done somewhere along the line. Come on, we all grew up on Louis Theroux. Can we please stop it with this article? Can we please get to the fucking point here? 
Mukbangers may chow down on everything from dozens of bowls of ramen to buckets of KFC, multiple pizzas, piles of crab legs, peels of candy, and even help even heaping helpings of salad. That's hard. Heaping helpings of salad. Heaping helpings of salad. Heaping helpings of salad. There we go. Not that hard. Did it three times fast. Boy, can you tell that I had two large margaritas before this show? Or has that just been something that we can all keep on a QT? I've been threatening to do this podcast drunk for a real long time and today afforded me the opportunity. So not only that, but just, just to fill you in here, Punkadella files like because you know we come to the show fucking turned up today, so here's what was on the menu. Went straight in, no kissing, with forty milligrams of edibles. We've got a uh, sour cherry coke bottles, which to be honest, don't taste as good as the regular Coke bottle edibles. So learn that lesson. You know, we're now this far down the road with edibles, we can start to get picky about the flavour. God bless Canada, you know, it was July 4th yesterday, but fuck them. God bless Canada for that. And then what else do we do? Well, we're smoking on something called, um, is it pink gas or astro pink? Some sort of cross hybrid with pink kush, which I think is one of the best indicas of all time. So there's that. Two margaritas and then there's also another fresh fucking joint. Possibly with Afghani hash in this one. Uh, rolled and ready to go for whenever we get around to Wallop or Watch. But... I just can't believe this whole mukbanger thing. People are just sitting around watching people eat. And and not wanking over it. I refuse to believe it. Like, I just... Do you know what I mean? There's something here. There's something... Like, my fucking podcast senses are tingling. We need to find out what's going on here. We need to get back into the investigation. Let's get on with the fucking show, Punkadella Files. Sorry for interrupting myself. But how much are these YouTubers really making? It depends on the and depends on how you use your platform. Sue Tang, whose YouTube channel Mommy Tang has over four hundred and ninety six thousand subscribers, told today, Tang, like all of the top YouTubers with monetized videos, takes a share of the ad revenue generated by views. I'm based in the U.S., so payout is different from mukbangers in Korea. However, once you get popular, you can make close to a hundred grand a year here in the U.S. There are many endorsements, ebook, and product review payouts. Another popular American mukbanger, Eric Lamkin, a.k.a. Eric the Electric, told today in 2018 that most of his revenue comes from YouTube ads and sponsorships, although he said he's never been compensated by Krispy Kreme or In-N-Out Burger, which both frequently appear in his videos. Oh my god, stop the press's first world problems. Can this American please have some sympathy? Krispy Kreme and In-N-Out Burger never sponsor his mukbangs. Oh my good fucking god. Slap me silly. Suck me sideways. I can't believe it, Eric Lamkin. What the fuck? In South Korea, mukbangers are also able to cash in on digital donations from viewers with direct money transfers from fans. Lamkin, whose YouTube video, The All-American Mukbang, has over 627,000 views, said it's hard to put a number on how much money he's made in the two years since he started making mukbanging about once a week. But he can quantify how it has grown his social following. I gained about 258,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel and almost 30,000 followers on Instagram, said the 26-year-old, who is based in California and credits cycling and powerlifting for maintaining his 180-pound weight. Can't. Now he's amassed 1.28 million YouTube subscribers and 135 Instagram followers. As for the craziest thing, the most craziest thing he's ever eaten, oh, the most craziest thing he's ever eaten, is that it, today.com? Is that what journalism is today? The most craziest thing he's ever eaten. The most outrageous thing I've eaten in one sitting was a 12-pound burger, now called the Lamkinator, that I had named after me after complaining at a restaurant here in San Diego, Lamkin told today. 
He said his foreign audience members generally like to see him eat typical American fast food items like french fries, chicken nuggets and burgers. But Lamkin added that when he's not publicly eating large quantities of food, he sticks to a very healthy diet. Look at the state of this guy. Ugh. Despite the sensory allure of Muckbanger's videos, doctors and dietitians warn that this viral trend can, be trend can be dangerous to both types of consumers. Although some viewers report they watch these videos as a way to satisfy their own food cravings to help them stay on track with their weight loss plans, the nature of mukbang videos can trigger disordered eating patterns in susceptible viewers. I think that's like me on Instagram. I just go on there and there's like somebody's making a burger, but the fucking patties or the um the bun is the the, the bop. Excuse sorry, the bop is fucking. Fried mac, deep fried mac and cheese like Aaron Polinsky Wade told today and for the mukbangers themselves there's a plethora of risks including triggering a heart attack and developing insulin resistance wow here we go still if the allure of getting a few more followers and perhaps a few more dollars has you tempted to try eating an entire pizza then washing it all down with a giant bottle of Diet Pepsi in front of an audience Lampkin has a few words of advice be prepared for people to critique how you eat Absolutely not. I never will. How dare people ever fucking... Right, so here's what we're going to type in. Muck, bang, seedy, underbelly. Okay, here we go. The camera opens on a coffee table, groaning under the weight of the kind of food you dream about when you're hungry, hungover, or trying to eat healthily. A glass bowl piled high with cheesy Doritos, three overflowing queso dips, three hamburgers, a large load of pizza, and a mound of chicken wings. Behind the mountain of food, a man wears a black t-shirt emblazoned with the total nutritional intake of the hall. Over 20,000 calories. This Super Bowl challenge is just one of the hugely popular videos from Matt Stoney, a king of the overeating challenges that dominate YouTube. Mammoth food challenges on YouTube is by no means a new concept. Mukbang videos where YouTube YouTubers eat huge quantities of unhealthy, noisy food, slurping and crunching into an ASMR mic, have been big business for the site for years now. It originally emerged almost a decade ago, the first videos having been created back in 2010 by Korean food bloggers. The word mukbang is a portmanteau of the Korean words for eating and broadcast. Essentially, the English turn of phrase would be eatcast. Much has been written about the significance of mukbang videos in Korean society, where food and dining is a central pillar of collective culture and is dictated by strict etiquette. A way of reading, reacting against these traditions, mukbangs in their original format were also a kind of food porn, a way of vicariously enjoying the foods we know we shouldn't eat through an on-screen, usually conventionally attractive, oh here we go, avatar. Alright, so let's see. Okay, control F, sex. Okay. Pleasure. Okay, it's not in that article anywhere. Okay, this article from Vice is not going to give us what we want. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to fucking track this down. Pornhub.com. We're going to go straight here. I'm going to search Mukbang. Yep. It's in the search results. Big Teddy Asian does ASMR Mukbang. Leela Star talks wanting consistent Snapchat dick and dot dot dot. Fire noodle challenge while getting fucked. Oh, more spicy noodle challenges. Nice. BBW Feedy Gainer eats a big bowl of vanilla ice cream topless. See, I knew there was a CD on her belly. I knew this shit was going to be out here. Eat the escargot naked. Ew, what? Sneals? Fucking hell. First part and second part. Okay, I don't have audio on this computer right now, unfortunately, but I promise I will watch this for you. Okay, that advert needs to get out of my face. 
All right, so it's like a fucking young white girl covered in tattoos, no tits whatsoever to speak of, black leather collar, chainmail fucking harness type thing, just eating snails. Eating escargot. How many views does this have? 239,000 views this has. 85% approval. 15% of people did not approve of how this young slut is eating snails. Okay, let's skip way into this video. That's it. She's not even finishing the snails. She's leaving half of them there. Oh no, she's just getting down to the last one. So fair play to her. She's finishing it off. So there we go. Look, lads, I don't know what to fucking tell you about mukbangs. Other than that, there, there's like... There's definitely, definitely a seedy underbelly to that. This will be a documentary that we'll all be coming together to watch later on in life. Like, oh my god, did you see the fucking Hulu documentary about mukbangs yet? Oh yeah, what's it called? Fucking mukbanger management. Yeah, fucking get on that one right there. You see the girl that was fucking sticking the snails up herself and then squeezing them out and eating them for people. Now, come on, think about it. You think that somebody's not going to ask for that someday? You think that we live in a world where that's not possible or that hasn't happened already? Fucking sort yourself out. Sort yourself the fuck out. Eventually, this podcast, I think, will serve as simply a document of my slow descent into just pure alt-right fucking conspiracy inceldom. But for right now, we're sort of just at the very start of that journey. So, you know, long may it continue. Let's see what's going on. But I just, I'm, I'm simply annoyed at the placement of these stories on the Guardian's front page one day because it suggests like a hierarchy of importance, all right? So at the top here in the screenshot, Lizzo, pop star removes harmful ableist slur from new song Girls after criticism. US economy, stocks plunge into bear market as S&P 500 and Dow Jones sink. Toronto, incel who killed 11 in van murders, 11 in van murders sentenced to life in prison. Nancy Crampton Brophy How to murder your husband writer gets life in prison for husband's murder. And I just feel like, how the fuck does the removal of one word from a pop star's song, which essentially amounts to free marketing for them, like, what the fuck else is that really doing? Like, who cares? Who actually cares? Well, we'll hear from someone who actually cares in a minute, but we'll just make fun of them and move on with our lives. Then, then it's about the stock market plunge. That's the one that's going to fucking affect people. Then it's about 11 people getting murdered. Then it's about the 11 murders. And then it's about the dumb bits that wrote a book called How to Murder Your Husband and Get Away With It and then murdered her husband and didn't get away with it. Well, I expect seals of that book will go through the fucking floor. Muppet. But long story super short, Lizzo pulled the word spastic out of one of her songs because fucking spastics were kicking off about it. So um, here's, here's what I was reading, right? This is the whole point right here. Um, there's a Guardian article about it, as I say. And then I log into fucking LinkedIn and I see this one woman trying to make it all about her. This, <laughs> this one spastic trying to make it all about her. I used an ableist slur a couple months ago. Lizzo used an ableist slur in her song that came out Friday. Alright, so she's equating herself with Lizzo here, right? So this one random bitch from LinkedIn and, you know, giant pop superstar Lizzo, okay? And now she's made that equation in, in, in her head and we're locked into this reality as we read the rest of this status, okay? Here we go. Language is hard when ableist slurs have been deeply ingrained in the English language as we know it. It's okay to make mistakes. I did as a fierce advocate for disability rights. 
Lizzo did as a fierce advocate for other groups who know what it's like to have slurs used against them. When I realised my mistake, I fixed it and apologised. When Lizzo heard the voices of the disability community educating her of the slur and asking her to change it, she did. She didn't say it's too expensive to change it, I'll do better next time. She didn't say they're being too sensitive, I didn't mean it that way. She didn't say I'll do it next year, next fiscal year when we can justify the cost in the budget. She did it immediately regardless of cost, regardless of the extra work involved and regardless of her previous understanding of the word. She listened, she believed, she learned and she changed. That's all that the disability community asks of you as a human, a leader, a business. You're going to make mistakes, guaranteed. Just be willing to listen, believe, learn and improve when you do. And I'm just over here being like, oh my god, that woman with a moustache would want to be fucking careful. I think she'll find she's offensive to many people, like, real offensive. Alright, folks, we've come to the end of our fucking mukbang, Lizzo, God knows what's going on with fucking left-wing politics. Like, but I, I get my news from the Guardian, so I'm sick of this, like, I want to know what's going on, not who's saying what fucking slurs. Like... If I want to hear slurs, I'll just go to my own podcast app and listen to all the fucking racist podcasts that I listen to. So, you know, it's all good. Don't stress it, The Guardian. Relax. Report on the news. Aren't people being blown up in the Ukraine anymore? Isn't there a Tory government that's about to fucking tear itself apart, backstabbing and infighting and the whole rigmarole can get set back to zero and we can just keep going going on and wait for the next Tory backstabbing fucking leadership downfall which will come within what five years you know put the house on it put the house on it anyway I'm going to fucking hit this blunt you fuckers all hang out you won't even notice that I've been going on through the magic of editing and then when I come back it'll be time for the single greatest segment in podcasting you know what it is folks it's Warper Watch. They live in your community. Get the fuck out. They comment on your posts. Oh, Their parents feel them. Fucking disgraceful. They are Wallopers. Have a fucking word with yourself. You're very welcome to the best segment in podcasting. It is Walloper Watch. It's the part of the show. Where we decry people for the stupid things they write online. We're not out here looking for haters. We're not out here looking for racists. We're just looking for people that are just not using the internet to its optimum. And you might think that these are trivial things that I am getting my fucking knickers in a twist over. But remember always when we move through Walloper Watch that these people's vote counts as much as yours. These people and how they spend their time. And I think we've got a couple of contenders here tonight to prove that that's not a good thing, not always a good thing at all, is the one man, one vote. So listen to this for a starter. So, posted into a vegan Facebook group, I have cancer and I'm dealing with it naturally. I've been advised my chances of beating cancer would be three times higher if I took a supplement that's derived from an animal. Not sure I can. Yo, shut up, bro. You know you're taking those pills. Eventually, there'll come a moment when you're too fucking scared and you'll take those fucking pills and you're just out here fucking posturing on vegan Facebook in the meantime. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. So, here we go then from a very interesting little subreddit called or slash incest confessions. <clears throat> now, remember, this guy that wrote this 
is allowed to vote the same way you are. So don't ever think that Walloper Watch is just me out here earning my fucking dirty laundry in public. Like This is a public service to let you know that the education system in the majority of Western countries is fucking failing. I'm gonna tell my sister and my girlfriend today. So, yesterday I made a post about how I wanted my sister to piss all over me while my girlfriend ate my ass out. I really want this so bad. I plan on telling them today, but I don't know what to say or how to go about it. What do I do? What do I say? Please help me. I'm so fucking nervous. I don't know what to do or say. But I want this so fucking bad. And I'm done fucking pretending that I don't. So if anyone has any advice, please let me know in the comments down below. And also, let's just normalise incest. There's nothing wrong with it. Also, I want my sister to shit on me. So how do I tell her that? So, there you go. There you go, Poncadelophiles. There's, you know... Not just me earning out my grievances, there are people out there with problems and they're allowed to vote. Remember, this podcast is a public service. <sighs> From one ill-defined mental illness to another. From the subreddit or slash cast iron, as in about cast iron pans, which yes, I'm a part of because I'm a nerd about them. Okay, just get one and tell me you don't notice a difference. Okay, get one, use it right and tell me you don't notice a difference. Okay, and I'll shut up about it. But until then, whatever. But there's a degree you can obviously get very, very caught up in these subcultures and take things, you know, like a lot too far, like this guy. So, hey, whoever flew from YYC, which means Calgary, in the last two weeks with three bags of amazing cast iron collectibles, I got to screen those bags. Thank you. I am a baggage screener who must remain anonymous. I checked three suitcases that were sent for search by the baggage system. Griswold's galore, smooth as glass and soft as a baby's bottom. Uh-oh, check the computer. Several other pieces, clearly part of a collection. Overall, over 20 pieces that I was able to take out, inspect and return. I shared my appreciation with my co-workers who know that I am a cruset cast iron snob. LOL. I waxed lyrical about the virtues of a true, well-treated Griswold. I showed them the glass-like finish. I lamented that my budget only allowed a few lodges and one master chef, yet spoke of my heritage seven-piece cruset set bought from a Sears clearance sale in the 90s for $279. My mom was gifted a cruset set from my paternal grandmother in the 60s, and that's what I grew up using. That's why I jumped on the Sears clearance when I found it. She gave away her remaining pieces in the early 2000s and they are now lost, which is a shame as they matched my set. But I have my seven-piece set that are my daily drivers. One seven-inch frying pan, the rest are saucepans slash Dutch ovens. And have six large frying pans of various sizes and configurations to accompany. 
hoping for thrift store finds. So this fucking security guard got completely distracted by a bunch of fucking pans and then went online and went on for, what, 300 words about all the pans he's ever owned in his life. Absolute walloper. Get the fuck out of here, bro. What is, like... Reddit attracts these people. Okay, so from or slash mental health. My iPhone screen just cracked badly. Unhappy face. Is it safe to use? Fuck me. No money to fix right now. Anxious. I was going to use my phone to watch videos tonight, but sad face. And it's just like, yo, that's not worth a post in the or slash mental health. That's where like a bunch of people go to announce they're going to kill themselves. Get the fuck out of here. Young kids and their phones. This is the sort of shit we're doing here. Look at this now. Like we've normalized all this bullshit to such a degree that people are like, oh, my phone's been broken for a night. I have no imagination of my own left whatsoever because of the editing and family guy made it too impossible for me to form thoughts longer than fucking nine seconds. And that's before we even mention the likes of Vine and TikTok. So now we just have kids being like, oh, my iPhone screen broke. Yeah, fucking hell. Phones used to break all the time. Talk to me when you've got a Nokia 5210 SND Walloper. So moving through here, some of our favourite sub-genres of wallopers to talk about are the flashlight community, the everyday carry community, the knife community, all these guys that are just getting too nerdy about basically just utility tools, you know, really. So here we go, or slash flashlight, and it's a picture of a, a lawnmower late at night, lit by a flashlight. I started mowing too late. Good thing I always have a flashlight in my pocket, exclamation mark. This guy's out doing his fucking, mowing his lawn in the middle of the night with a flashlight. Dude, your neighbours want to fucking drag you through the streets from the back of a horse stick. You will be executed in a biblical manner. You'll be buried up to your neck and then they'll all throw stones at your head. Two donkeys will be attached to either side of you and someone will make a loud bang and you will be ripped asunder. And you will fucking deserve it. Here we go then from or slash EDC, which means everyday carry, which is just a thread of people posting the things they carry around in their pockets every single day. So this one guy, M, so male, 19 years of age, private equity analyst so we can already tell 100% through and through prick to his very core airpods a pen knife a fucking card leather card carrier a metal watch a big folding knife three pens and a zippo lighter you sir are a complete fucking knob and you will probably cause some sort of financial crash in the future you fucking prick we'll all have to just look forward to the documentary on that guy Here's another one, male, 29, so closer to my own age, so I should be able to relate to this person. Going to Starbucks since I have nothing to do on Wednesdays, so bear in mind, this is a picture then of everything he has in his pockets, and he has to explain it in a comment, that's the rules of the Reddit, he has to explain it in a comment, all the things that he has. And in this one, it's just a guy, so going to Starbucks on a Wednesday, because he has nothing to do, needs a pen, a folding knife, and a gun, a 9 mil. Are you fucking kidding me? America, you wonder why you have problems. Another one from or slash EDC. Because these people just want attention for carrying a bunch of knives about. Like, what the fuck? It's not flower arranging. It's not like this knife with that flashlight with that notebook. Like, you know, there's no art to it. Like, do you, bro? Do you? Don't make anybody else worry about you doing you, though. Just get on with it. So here we go. Dog walk carry. Pen knife. Fixed blade knife. 
sheath for fixed blade knife, torch. Oh my god. I know I've I've left myself a lot of reading to do this episode. And you know what? It's not even any better next episode. There's a lot of reading to be done. So I might have to cut this one a little bit short and go and get a cup of green tea. But this next one, I am very, 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 very concerned about this young probable future serial killer. Are you ready for this one, guys? Seeking help from fellow fans. And this is on or slash Tarantino. Hey Tarantinoids. My name is Alex. I'm a long time lurker, but first time poster on the sub. I want to start off by saying I am a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. I'm not that old, 16. But Tarantino has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Number one, you're not old enough to have seen most of his movies legally, so we're already running into problems here. I first watched Pulp Fiction when I was 12, and I was hooked. This is where the trouble starts. So Quentin's last film, from 2019, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is easily my favourite movie of all time, and possibly the best movie ever made. Both Brad and Leo's performances were absolutely mesmerising, and I think the girl though she is a member of the Manson family, is absolutely stunning. While the film was still in theatres, I saw it seven times. I recently started talking to, and eventually dating, a girl who looks fairly similar to her. One of our first dates was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She didn't like the movie. Big red flag. I was worried about this going into it, but it's such a great film, I couldn't see how anybody could overlook the artistic vision that Tarantino presents through his perfect timepiece that is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But that's not the only problem. I asked her, and honestly, I kind of hounded her about what she didn't like about the film that turned her off from it. She wasn't very forthcoming. But when she did finally answer, I was appalled. She told me she has an aversion to feet. I am devastated. I don't know what to do or think. I don't know if I'm sad, mad or just tired. She seemed like the perfect woman. But as a true Tarantinoid, think this might be the end. She means a lot to me, honestly, but we're unable to watch my favourite movies because she's so disgusted by feet. I think that I have to choose Tarantino over her. Please let me know if anybody has had a problem similar to this. I don't want to lose her, but I will never stop watching Tarantino. Thanks for getting through this whole thing. Al. No worries, Al. I mean, that's huge, mate. You've got problems. and I don't really know what to do with all this, but some of this this was absolutely fucking gold. Big red flag. 
I don't know if I'm sad, mad, or just tired. If you're just tired, sleep on it and see what's going on tomorrow. But, you know, buddy, don't fucking worry about it. Every single man ever has had problems explaining Tarantino movies to girls. Anywho, we're moving on from that guy. But seriously, what a fucking specimen. But we're moving on from it. We're over it. But come on, that guy's allowed to vote or will be in two years. <sighs> come on, America, do better. Do better, America. Also check the computer because... You know, she told me she has an aversion to feet. I am devastated. Check the computer. I mean, make sure there's fucking not children's feet on there. Like, just make sure. Just check and find out. You know, there's no harm in checking. There's no harm in checking and telling everyone in the community. And also giving him 24 hours to get out. No harm at all. How much would it cost to rent out an entire Apple store for a wedding? Hmm. Here's a fucking headline that caught my fucking eye. Uh, now, also, I'll let you in on the truth of this matter. First and foremost, Punkadella Files. This actually turned out to be a confirmed troll job, but this is so good. This is exactly the sort of thing you would read. This is so pitch perfectly beautiful. It's worth reading out as part of Walloper Watch. Even though it's a troll job, it's supposed to get people talking about it. But still, this is so pitch perfect. This is a fucking ideal troll. How much would it cost to rent out an entire Apple store for a wedding? From Reddit. My fiancé, 25 female, and I, 47 male. Our lovers, like, that's, that should have given it away right there. That's just designed to get people talking. Our lovers of all things Apple. We have only Mac laptops and desktops, only watches we own are Apple watches, and have only used iPhones since 2007. We are wanting to get married in an Apple store somewhere near us, closest being Chicago. There's nothing weird about that. Like, from being on the internet, like, none of this is surprising, even a little bit. Even though that's horrendous, like, who wants to get married in a fucking Apple shop? Ew. Does anyone know how much it would cost to rent out an entire Apple store for the entire weekend? We would have the rehearsal, rehearsal dinner, and then wedding ceremony and wedding reception. We are thinking a full three-course meal served by the geniuses themselves. Any information would be great. Thank you. Served by the geniuses themselves is my favourite bit because it just speaks to that kind of fucking white woman entitlement that's just like, I want whatever I want on my wedding day. The people that normally fucking fix MacBooks, well, they'll be fucking serving the potatoes with a scoop. Okay, second to last article here on Walloper Watch and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. From Reddit, you know, sorry, I think this is actually from Insane People, Insane People Facebook on Reddit. So it's technically from Facebook and... Dude, that's a hell of a follow. You'll want to get on that. You will want to get on that. It's a picture of a Buzz Lightyear with no arms and legs. And it says, uh, My sister asked me to come over and watch her kids this morning. We was in the communal backyard and a neighbor's kids came over and in his hands was this Buzz Lightyear. As any right-minded adult, I quickly snatched it out of his hands and brought it upstairs. As you can see, I broke it into pieces so no kid could play with it again and put it in the trash. An ungodly single mother came out and started gobbing off because her kid was crying. I said, Mom, back off. And that I was only trying to protect her kids when I explained about the Buzz Lightyear movie. She eventually calmed down and asked to convert to Christianity. She also, she also thanked me for saving her kids. See, with action and patience, you can make a difference. We can save you too, atheists. And you know, it's just like, I'll take didn't happen of the year for 500,000, Alex. Let's fucking all move on with our lives. So... 
or slash insane people facebook is actually a fabulous fucking follow get on top of the people here because i'm gonna read this and then that is gonna be me exhausted and i'm gonna get the fuck out of here before my voice goes i clearly need another cocktail <sighs> okay so this is gonna be a lot of reading i'm gonna get out of breath and probably fucking trip over my words the whole time but basically this was some old person's facebook status this is what they wanted everyone in their fucking personal network to know. So you ready for this? So have a good fucking look at yourselves too when you hear about some of these things, Punkadella files. Remember, we'll be back here next week with more fucking Punkadellaism. Don't even fucking stress it. The best podcast recorded in a bedroom in South Vancouver is back. So here we go. This is this guy's status. Before I go to bed, I just want to remind the world about a few things. Sex before marriage is a sin. Marriage is between man and a woman. There are only two genders, your ancestors are dead, tarot cards are witchcrafts, engaging in crystals for spiritual reasons is witchcraft, voodoo is demonic, there is no good witch or witchcraft, astrology and zodiac signs are demonic, burning sage is demonic, dream catchers are demonic, Mary can't hear your prayers, Jesus is the only way, people will go to hell, Jesus loves you but not your sin, your traditions mean nothing to God if it invites demons, traditional healers are demonic, yoga is demonic, Reiki is demonic, the secular movie and music industry are demonic, Ouija board is demonic, I mean come on we all knew that pal, common law relationships are immoral when living in sexual sin, mediums are demonic, fortune tellers are demonic, what, is that not covered by mediums? Uh, spirit guides are demonic, connecting with nature is demonic, what connecting with nature is demonic? Get the fuck out of here. Having an animal spirit is demonic, praying on someone's downfall is witchcraft, Praying to Mary is idolatry and blasphemous. Demons are real. You probably need deliverance. Jesus loves you. Masturbation is a sin and invites demons. Porn is a demon drug that is addictive and kills. Someone in your bloodline did witchcraft. Christians can have demons. Getting drunk is a sin and invites demons. Oh fuck, no punkadelophiles. Getting high on weed invites demons. Your sins aren't forgiven until you repent. The Lord judges us by our hearts and minds. Freemasonry is demonic. How did that last one just sneak in? Like, think about how, they, like, 35, your sins aren't forgiven until you repent. The Lord judges us by our hearts and minds. 36, Freemasonry is demonic. Fucking forgot about the Freemasons. Throw them in there. 36, ruin the symmetry of that list. 36, 35 is a nice round number, you know, 7 times 5, 35. Anyway, that's it. I messed up. I gotta get the hell out of here, Punkadella files. You enjoy this episode, Punkadelic Podcast, episode 45, Muckbanger Management. Peace, love, Punkadelic.